0: Hey, it's so good to see you guys tonight. Welcome to, uh, to M12. And if you are here for the very first time, we want to especially say thanks for coming. Welcome to the family. And uh, we do M12 every Wednesday night, and so we're glad that you guys came. And we are in a series called Kings, all right? But before we get to there, I have a question for you. Here's the question. Have you ever gotten yourself into a situation in which you did not know what to do next. Anybody with me on that? You've got yourself in a situation you didn't know what to do next. What do I do? Oh my goodness! Right? Maybe you're a lot like my friend Smalls from the Sandlot. Anybody ever seen the Sandlot? Great movie, and uh, he gets himself into a pretty big issue because he borrows. The only baseball that his dad has in his office, and it is signed by Babe Ruth. But here's the problem. The problem is that he didn't know who Babe Ruth was. You guys may not know what I'm talking about, but check out this clip real quick. (laughs) How many of you have ever had a face like that? Oh my goodness, that's the same guy. The best part of the clip, who is she? dude? Let me tell you. So the whole movie is about them trying to get that baseball back. If you've never seen it, you should. It's awesome. And so here's the deal. Last week, we kicked off week one of our series called Kings. And what we're doing is we're just taking a king from the Old Testament, maybe one of the more obscure kings that maybe you've never really heard of their story. And we're taking something from their life and applying it to ours. So last week, we learned about King Josiah. And the part about King Josiah is that he heard the Bible spoken over him, and it changed everything in his life. It changed the way that he led. It changed the way that he was a king to his people. And ultimately, it changed the kingdom that he led. And the Bible even says there was never a king quite like Josiah, who loved the Lord his God with all his heart, soul, mind, and strength. And tonight, I want to talk to you about King Josiah. Jehoshaphat. So can we say that on three? One, two, three. Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat. That's right. What a great name. If your name was Jehoshaphat, would that be cool or what? Nah. Not a chance. Not a chance. But here's the thing. Tonight, here's, here's, let me remind you of a truth that we learned last week, and that is that everyone has this idea or this desire, everyone wants to be king. In other words, we all want to make the rules, We all want to call our own shots. We all want to be ultimately in control. But at the heart of every king or queen, right, is this question What do I do now? What do I do now? And the reality is, this question, you will face this question if you haven't faced it yet, or maybe you already have. And all joking aside, sometimes we face situations where literally you and I don't know what to do about it. So maybe for you, it's a friendship at school that's gone south, and you don't know why. Maybe for you, it's a bully that keeps bothering you, and you don't know what to do about that. Maybe your grades are falling, and you're doing your homework, you're trying your best, and it's just not working, and you don't know what to do. Maybe for you, you find out that your parents... going through a divorce or they're arguing all the time and you don't know why or why is this happening? What do I do about it? Or maybe you have a boyfriend or girlfriend who's broken your heart and you don't know what to do about it. Stay with me. Well, I want to give you a statement tonight that you've probably already talked about in your small groups, but here it is. It's our bottom line. It's the one thing we want you to get and it's very simple. When you don't know what to do or say, the answer is first to pray. Super simple. You can get your head around that. You can get your heart around that. Easy to remember. When you don't know what to do or say, the answer is first to pray. And I want us to see how this plays out in King Jehoshaphat's life. When you don't know what to do or say, the answer is first to to pray. So here's what you got to know. The kingdom of Israel, the, the nation of Israel, is divided into two parts. Israel is in the north, Judah is in the south, and king of Judah is Jehoshaphat. So he's the king of Judah, right? And, and what you need to know is that not only is he the king of Judah, here's what he's got to worry about. He's always got to worry about Israel trying to come in and invade his kingdom. And not only is he worried about Israel, but he's also worried about the Philistines. You guys remember the Philistines? David, Goliath. Goliath was the big Philistine, the giant, which David actually defeated and cut his head off. That's awesome, right? But he had to worry about the Philistines, and then he had to worry about these three other kingdoms, armies, if you will, that were going to come in and invade uh, King Jehoshaphat. So here's what I want you to do. Grab your Bibles, either in front of you or below you, and turn open with me. I want you to get your eyes on the text to page number 445. Page number 445. We're going to read the story about King Jehoshaphat. Page 445. Here's what the Bible says in verse 1. After this, the Moabites, the Ammonites, and some of the Meunites came to wage war against Jehoshaphat. Now, I want you to imagine what's happening in this passage. So you've got Israel, you've got the Philistines, and then you've got these three other new armies, if you will, that are all planning to wage war, right, or to attack, invade the kingdom of Judah, which is where Jehoshaphat leads and is the king, right? So you've got these three new armies armies to worry about. You've got uh, Israel to worry about. And on top of all that, right, his name is Jehoshaphat. So here's the question that he is faced with. And the question is, what do I do now? In verse 3, it says this. It says, alarmed, alarmed, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord. Now, I want you to think about something really quick. So he was alarmed because all these armies were coming his way. I think I would probably be alarmed as well. I think I would probably be like, what in the world is going to happen? What do I do about this? This is crazy because you've got hundreds and hundreds and thousands of these guys, and we've only got our army, man. We are we're not in good shape. You know what I'm saying? And I think if we're honest, we would probably all do one of three things. One, we would try to outsmart the enemy because... We would use our brains. Now, how many of you guys, you think, just show of hands, you would probably try to outsmart your enemy? All right, you, my sixth graders are smart in here, all right. Here's the second thing. What about this? Would you try to maybe outrun the enemy with your legs, man? You're fast, right? You're just getting out of dodge. How about this? How about this? How many of you would try to outwar them? I mean, you'd get all the guns and ammo as much as you could, Right, you get your friends, you get your people, your family, your wife, your husband, you grab it all. You guys would be exactly like this guy who was interviewed a couple years ago. Check it out that guy would outwore them, you know what I'm saying? I mean, he would totally outwore them. But I want you to notice what Jehoshaphat does in verse 3 it says, Alarm. Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord and proclaimed a fast for all of Judah. So here's what he does. He calls all of the kingdom of Judah together, and they fast and they pray. See, when you don't know what to do or say, the answer first is to pray. That's exactly what Jehoshaphat did. And and here's in verse 4, it says, The people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. They came from every town, To seek him. So I want you to understand, Jehoshaphat calls the kingdom together, and listen, he doesn't call them together so they devise a plan. He doesn't call them together to say, hey guys, we got to go to war, we got to get it done. He calls them together and he says, we just need to pray. We just need to seek God. We need to go after God. And I want us to read together quickly the prayer that he prays. So it's going to be in verse number. The beginning in verse number five, chapter 20, here it is. Verse 15, yes, verse five. Lord, the God of our ancestors, are you not the God who is in heaven? In other words, you're God and I'm not. You are the God of the heavens, right? And then he says this he says, You rule over all the kingdoms and nations. In other words, you're over it all. You're not just the ruler of the kingdom of Judah or the kingdom of Israel or the kingdom of the Moabites, or whoever else, but you rule it all. Then he says, this power and might are in your hand, and no one can withstand you. Think about this. God is bigger than all of your circumstances. He is bigger. Then he says, for we have no power to face this vast army attacking us. He's saying, we're outnumbered. We, we, ha- we don't have as many men as they do. We're outsmarted. We can't outrun them. We definitely can't outward them. And then he says what I think is the most powerful statement in this whole chapter in verse number 12. He says it like this. He says, we do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. I want you to think about that. Jehoshaphat said, we do not know what to do, but our eyes are fixed on you in other words man god i don't know how to deal with my best friend ignoring me but my eyes are on you i don't know how to deal with my parents arguing all the time i don't know how to deal with this bully at school i don't know how to deal with being outnumbered but my eyes are on See, Jehoshaphat didn't say, yeah, God, I got it all figured out. I got this plan. This is what's going to happen. This is what we're going to do. But he said, no, man, I got nothing. I'm clueless, and I really, really need your help. I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. And I want you to notice what happens is this prophet in verse 17, this prophet comes to Jehoshaphat, and this is what he says. He says, listen, listen. Verse 15, listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you, do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Do not be afraid, for the battle is not yours, but God's. And then he says, take up your position, stand firm, and see the deliverance that the Lord will give you. In other words, go out to battle and just see what happens. See what God will do. See how God will show up in the midst of your battle, of your issue. And so they do exactly what he said. Verse number 20, if you're reading along, it says, Early in the morning they left, and as they set out, Jehoshaphat got his people, and he said, Listen to me, Judah and Jerusalem. The people uh, Have faith in the Lord your God, and you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets, and you will be upheld successful. So he gets his people together and he says, listen, we just need to have faith that God is who he says he is. And here's what's interesting. You guys, I love listening to you worship God through song, through music. And that is exactly what happens in this passage. Literally, they're walking out of the battlefield. They're marching out, and they literally start breaking out in song. They start worshiping God. They start praising God. I mean, literally, this is a war. People are coming at them, and they just start going off. And here's what the Bible says. It says, as they began to sing and praise, listen to this. Look at what happens. The Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon. And Moab and the mountain who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. In other words, all of these armies, right, they start singing and worshiping, and all these armies that at one time were going to go and invade Judah, they start killing each other. It's kind of a crazy scene, right? They just start turning on each other and killing each other, and then Judah, the army of Judah, the kingdom of Judah, they didn't have to go to war. They didn't have to go to battle. And here's something that they learned they didn't have to draw a sword because they learned the battle. They learned to not fight battles that are not yours to fight. Don't fight battles that are not yours to fight. See, the battle wasn't theirs, the battle was God's. And ultimately, God showed up. And as they were singing, the armies killed each other. But you know what, students? Sometimes we try to fight battles that aren't ours to fight. Or we try to carry burdens that are not ours to carry. Maybe sometimes we try to take matters into our own hands. And we try to talk to people more than we try to talk to God. Or maybe we're watching our parents struggle and we're trying to put that blame on us. And we start thinking, well, man, this is all my fault. No, it's not. That's not a battle that you can fight. That's not a battle that you're supposed to fight. That's a battle that only God can fight. And I think this is what God would say and what Jehoshaphat would say. He would say, pray through the battle. Pray through the battle. Whatever battle it is, if it's something at home, if it's something at school, if it's something just within yourself, whatever the battle is, take it to God. Take your parents' relationship to God. Take this bullying situation to God. Take whatever you're struggling with in school, take it to God. And I think he would say this. Pray the same prayer I prayed. God, I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. I, I don't know, I don't know, I don't have a plan. I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. So a couple of weeks ago, you guys may have heard of this, but... There was a tragedy that struck the community and the family of Decula. There were two young men in high school that were traveling on 316, and they were trying to cross over 316, and they didn't see a car coming their way. They got T-boned. And as a result of their injuries, the unfortunate piece to that is neither one of them made it. How do you explain that? How do you explain two high school guys... Well-liked, people, people liked them, They had a lot of good friends, great family. And for them to, to die at such a young age, well, there's no explanation. You just have to trust God, even in the midst of the storm. You just have to trust that God has a plan for you. I don't know why you're facing the battles you're facing. I don't know the battles you are facing. But you have to trust God to fight it with you and fight it for you. And I want you to notice the end of the story. It's so good on chapter 20, verse 30. It says, The kingdom of Jehoshaphat was at peace, for his God had given him rest on every side. Let me ask you guys a question. Wouldn't it be amazing if we had peace on every side? I mean, if we had peace with our parents and peace at home and our families, if we had peace at school, if we had peace with our friendships, and I think what God would urge and encourage you to do is to stop fighting and to start praying. God, I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. God, I don't know how to trust you in this situation, but I'm, I'm, going, to. I'm going to. I'm trying my best to trust you with this. I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. So here's the question that I have tonight. What battles do you need to stop fighting? What battles in your life, what things in your life that you need to start letting God fight with you and fight for you? Maybe it's your parents. Maybe it's something with a friend. Maybe it's the pressure that you feel in the field or the pressure that you feel at school to make the top grades in the class, maybe it's some type of heartache or depression or anxiety, where literally you face this question of, gosh, I don't know what to do with this. So this week, here's my challenge. This is, this is what I want to encourage you to do. Just see what happens. Just see, just see what happens in your life when you get to this. Every time you're reminded of this battle that you face. Or the issue that's in your life. Every time you're reminded of your parents arguing, or every time you're reminded of this friend that's supposed to be a really good friend, but they're doing something or saying something to you or about you that's not cool, and you don't understand why they're doing that. Every time you're faced with this issue, pray the prayer God, I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. I don't have a plan, God. I don't know the answer, but I know that you know the answer, and I know that I can trust you. I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. And so here's what I want to do to wrap up tonight is I know that you've probably already talked about it in your small group, and and that's awesome, and hopefully you had a chance to maybe share a battle that you're facing, or maybe you had a chance to even pray together tonight. But here's the thing, at M12, man, our team, our staff, we really want to know the battles you're facing too. And so this is just, you don't have to feel pressure to do this, but this is just an opportunity, is that we have a song that we want to sing over you tonight about how good the Father really is. And so here's what we want to ask you to do during this next song. This is not a time to be focused on anybody else in the room other than yourself and God. And we want to ask if you'd be willing to, on the bottom of your bulletin, just tear off your card, and on one side it says, how can we pray for you? And if you would like to, we would love for you to write down the battle that you face, the battle that you have in your life, maybe something that you really just want to give it to God and say, God, I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. And this is for everybody in the room. And here's what what I want to challenge you to do. Write it down. And at some point in this song, just simply slip out of your seat. You don't have to cause a big commotion. I'm not asking for everybody to come up front at once. But just come up and lay your battle face down on the stage. And this is my promise to you. If you do that, we are going to pray for you. And not only is God in the battle with you, but our M12 team, our staff, we're going to get in the battle with you as well. Because we want to help you fight. So if that's you, if you want to do that tonight, don't feel the pressure. But if you want to and you want to bring that up and lay it down on the stage, you're welcome to do that. But again, I want to ask you guys to treat these next few moments... Respectfully, It's not a time to be talking to anybody. Just a time for you to kind of connect and meet with God for a few minutes. Maybe you want to sit at your chair and literally pray the prayer. God, I don't know what to do about this battle. But will you help me to keep my eyes fixed on you? So let's pray together. God, thanks so much for the story of King Jehoshaphat, of what we can learn from him and from his example. God, I pray in Jesus' name the battles that these kids are facing that they're gonna write down on these cards, I pray that they would know and understand they're not in the battle alone, that you are there to fight with them, to fight for them. And I pray, God, if you would give them the courage and boldness to share that battle with us as a staff, that they would know that we would fight that battle with them in prayer. So God, we love you. We thank you that you are a good... Father. And so we pray this in Jesus' name.